Welcome to the introduction to Hops and Handshakes. Uh, a simple little show to meet uh, a handful, more than a handful of business owners uh, here in the West Michigan area, uh, but as well as talk to some um, significant business people in the marketplace that maybe you could benefit from knowing. And then uh, lastly, we're kind of putting it on uh, uh, putting on ourselves to make sure we not only provide value, um, but talking strategy, life stuff, things that we've learned, things that can help them with their business as we as we uh, have this conversation. But uh, ideally, make sure that you can take a nugget and apply it to your own life and your own business um, to help you out. So, ready to go talk to some people? <laughs> sure, let's go, man. <laughs> we even smoke. Sitting outside? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna sit outside. Okay. I think I see a couple tables. Episode two of Hops and Handshakes. I'm your host Isaac Oswald, and I am here with Jeff DeLongchamp. Jeff, thanks for taking a moment, time. Thank you very much. Um, I would I would introduce you as uh, a business owner, but I don't know which one to choose. So why don't you give us a quick overview on the life of Jeff and what you've been up to the last handful of years? Well, as a business owner, with uh, uh, many, like many other business owners out there. Uh, I started off with maybe uh, one core business and have expanded it into a few other businesses. Uh, none are related, it was more for our diversity, but uh, having a successful business does allow you to uh, have the, the funds necessary also to uh, uh, put open other businesses and or invest in other businesses. Sure. So sure. Uh, when you're talking about my businesses, uh, Election Source, uh, which is a uh, company that manufactures elections products. Uh, we run elections, and um, do you we fix elections? Can you figure that part out? Yet? No, not yet. You know, but but if I could, I'd <laughs> okay. be a billionaire on a you know Perfect. yeah Perfect. on a beach yeah. somewhere. But there might be money in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe somebody chasing you as well. <laughs> CIA, FBI. You might want to move to a separate country very far away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that business is uh, doing very well. Uh, it's become a very successful awesome. business, which has allowed me to expand into other businesses like brewing, uh, elk brewing company, um, GR Now, um, and invest in a lot of other businesses in the Grand Rapids area that I hope uh, will continue to, to grow. So here's what's cool to me, and I think it's been lost sight in the, biz in the business world, or just in, in, just in, in, in the, uh, uh, in, as a community in whole. When you started all this, Jeff, when you were 18 years old, how many people did you employ personally? And when I was 18? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been done. None. Absolutely. Right. So today, you are 40... Actually, more like 100 people okay. employees. Uh, we're a little over 100 now all between right. all three companies. And it wasn't always roses 
still isn't always roses. Um, we'll talk about that second, the, 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 the battle that you've gone through and the things, that, the, the challenges that you had, the sacrifices that you made. Um, but do you ever just sit back and look at it like, my gosh, with my with what we've been able to do with the, with the team that you've developed and stuff like that, that 100 people have a place to work now that didn't have, you know, I mean, that's got to feel pretty good. It is pretty staggering. And um, and that number ranges to, you know, some of the businesses we have, like the election business, is cyclical. We added 70 jobs in last year for the election year, um, just uh, part-time, building equipment um, and so on and so forth. But, yeah, looking at it, um, it's very... Uh, uh, it's hard to conceptualize that we have that many people actually working for us at this moment, but and it's going to get bigger. I mean, the way things are looking right now, the growth is going to continue. But I think that gets lost sight into where um, a business owner faces a lot of a lot of headwinds. Um, many headwinds are faced that are, are maybe aren't even really talked about. I mean, I, I think with, with the clients that we have and the people that I deal with, the mentors I have, I can tell you that they feel that there's more people coming at them than there is like in their court helping them out, mm-hmm. right? So with that said, I don't think we value, I don't think we value what uh, what it, the sacrifices that people like yourself make um, because you've created a local job. Um, the people that work for you, you know their name. They're not a number. They're not uh, that. And I think that's a pretty special, pretty cool thing to do um, for the community that you've lived in for a long time. Sure. So I just. Um, Fellow business owner, I think that gets lost, and uh, I, you know the, the community appreciates that. We can we can have some beer to that, can't we? A little hot to that, I think so. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll cheers after, and then we'll do it again. <laughs> okay. When did you start Election Source? So, Election Source is approximately 16 years old at this okay. point. So it's okay. been around for quite some time. 2001. Uh, yeah, 2000? yeah okay. exactly. Right. 2001. The uh, the company itself. Well, actually, we started to conceptualize it in '99, okay. and um, I wasn't on board at that time. I had another another small couple other small companies going that uh, um, that actually blended well with the the. The election source it was called it uh, Miller Consultations and Elections at okay. that time. I had a, a partner, um, he wanted to buy out in five years, so we did that. He wanted to retire, and then I changed the name to Election Source, and it grew. That's right, that's right. Pretty, pretty large at that time, you know, it just kept, keeps growing. Sure, sure. Now, talk about that though. Like, I mean, um, you, we've, we've shared battle stories. Um, sure. Hell, I met you. God, I think I might have met you the evening, or at least the day after I decided to, to say uh, bye to corporate America. Exactly. Right? And I met you before that and after that, and we've shared, um, and we've talked about how if you want something, there's a price that you have to pay. Absolutely. And it's not sexy. It's not fun. No, it's, no, it's it doesn't not. show up in the Instagram <laughs> stories as much as it um, should, but... So talk about the early years, and obviously you've had sustainable success, but let's 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 back off. I, I don't think it was a straight line. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, you know, when we first started, uh, you know, you were working uh, 80, 100 hours. Jeff, hold on one second. Will you please pan over here? This man, it is 12 degrees outside, and he is wearing shorts. That tells you that we are in mission. If I was half the man that guy was, i tell you what. We got a bite. All right, I digress. <laughs> okay, right. sorry. Go back. Um, the early days. Yeah, early days. So I mean, you know, you're working 80 to 100 hours a week. At first, I started at the, at my home, um, and uh, to be honest, at the time, I was going through a, a divorce. So Ooh, I that sounds moved. fun. Yeah, it was not fun. Um, 
and I had uh, I actually had to move and uh, instead of getting an apartment initially I got a small office and lived in the office as well and uh, for probably God almost a probably six to eight months until I could actually afford to actually have another place at that point too but but that also afforded me to work you know basically 100 hours a week because I just wake up and start working again and I would work till the middle of the night and continue to uh, to move. certainly certainly minimizes distractions right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. you don't have any money to do anything <laughs> they anyways, couldn't so, do anything yeah. anyway yeah, yeah so. exactly exactly I mean uh, so this was and then when did you feel like Talk to me like the first big breakthrough. Well, I think for a, um, the elections company, the first big uh, breakthrough was the uh, 2000 uh, election uh, where uh, uh, everybody sort of the, the uh, pregnant chads and so forth uh, where Gore and Bush were going against each other. And that, uh, um, that election actually allowed the federal government to uh, allocate about $3.4 billion for our new electric equipment okay. and supplies. Okay. So that was Free a big... capital. For yeah, 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 like yeah. It, it, uh, it, you know, I mean, we got a small, small portion of that, but the fact that that money uh, came into the state of Michigan and we were able to put our machines out there and uh, everybody had money, which was pretty much unheard of in the elections industry sure. or government, uh, that was our... our our biggest break, but but um, I mean, there's a lot of other reasons too. I mean, you know, hard work, you know, being tenacious, um, really caring about our clients, um, understanding and fulfilling their needs, finding out what their, you know, what their, but not only what their needs were, but you know, what uh, what pains them, you know, what how can we make it work better, and then providing services and products yep. that uh, fill that need. Well, it's it's a it's a, when you're when you're building and scaling, growing a business like you had, it, uh, and I just said it. There's parts of it you can scale, right? So operationally, working your butt off to say, okay, we're making this mistake, but how do we build a system which takes extra time mm-hmm. in the in the short term? But how do we build a system to where we're better and sustainable in the long term? So it's it's not only building what's scalable and focusing on that, but it's also like it's also really hustling in the area of what's not scalable. And you can't scale carrying, right? You can't, like, it's it, you, It's a one-on-one feeling. It's why you still are outside sure. sales driven in a lot of what you do, because Absolutely. you cannot replace that, right? Um, so as many systems and stuff like that, businesses and boxes that there are, there's still nothing that replaces, you know what, that person and that business just cares more about me, and that always wins. You Absolutely. Know? That always wins. So I think it's the... In your process, you know, I've watched you go from okay, we can scale this, but this is still this still can't be. We still need this part because that's the human element and that drives everything. And, and, and that's uh, I mean, that just goes to show. I mean, if you call a lot of companies right now, uh, you'll get the uh, automated voice, uh, for instance. Uh, you know, Jesus. or you get stuck into you know, I want to call it uh, you know the uh, uh, phone purgatory, basically. You can't get out to sure. wherever you need to. You know, that was one thing that initially I told my staff, no matter how big we get. There's always, always going to be a live person to answer the phone, and they're going to figure out where that customer needs to go and get and, and gets the help. Because, uh, as you and I know, dealing with other companies, all of us have had, you know, if you call the cable company or something, I mean, you can get stuck in that phone purgatory forever and be on the phone for hours waiting for somebody you're trying to figure out. And that was one thing I refused to have happen to my customers. Where our competitors are like that, they, you know, it's not that easy to get a hold of them. In any business, and I'm going to piggyback on that, in any business, it's very easy. Um, you're going to mess up. Okay, There's going to be a mistake. It is what it is. It's human. Business is run by humans. It's, it's going to happen. 
You were actually, but and I remember somebody telling me this. Like, I, I got to figure out who told me this or where I read it many, many things many years ago. But people actually trust the person that screws up and then and then makes it better really well, really answering the phone, being attentive, saying, hey, and handles an amount of time, it makes it easy. They actually trust that person more who screwed up than the person that never screwed up in the first place because it's it's human to mess up. The big determining factor of who you are as a business and what you stand for is what do you do when it yeah, shit hits the fan and you need to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And everybody messes up and it's how you handle it. You know, when we mess up, first of all, you've got to admit to your mistake yeah. to the customer, yeah. okay. which, which, which can be completely Absolutely. hard. Yeah. But then you have, I mean, not only do you admit to it, you have a solution in hand of how you fix the mistake right. and, and how it's going to work for them and you and how you're going to implement it so that they know everything that's going on. Not only you're taking care of the problem that you may have caused, you're taking care of the customer and you're making sure everything is done correctly. And uh, we, you know, again, our competitors that we've seen, you know, where they've tried to do that, but then they charge the customer on top of it. You know, you know it's, it's, it's crazy, but... Um, we, you know, if we make a mistake, which you know we've had mis- big mistakes in the past, we admit to it, we fix it, we solve the issue, and we get them back on, you know, back on uh, uh, the right road immediately. If you care and you stay in the game long enough, you can meet the people that focus on short-term, short-term, short-term market. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you have to care and you have to be able to stay in the game, right? Um, I'm going to change the topic a little bit here. So, one lesson. After the years in business you've been, one lesson that is just ringing in your head that people that are in business or in sales or people that are trying to grow here in 2017 as it's early in the year, sure. what would you tell them? If you, had, if you had 30 seconds to talk to them, what would you say? Well, I mean, and the biggest thing, I think a lot of uh, people that get into business and or, you know, have businesses, sure. whether it be real estate or so forth, they, uh, uh, they tend to not understand exactly what it takes to, you know, how hard the work is. It's sure. going gonna to be harder than anything you've ever done you're, in any job you've ever had because you're working to for something that uh, is for yourself and not for anybody else. And you have to be completely tenacious with it. You cannot stop. You have to continue on no matter how rough the road gets. That the, the, the difference between those that make it and those that don't, the ones that make it don't quit. You know, you, yeah. can't, you can't quit. You may have a, you may you may fail multiple times, but you got to keep keep trying until you actually find that winning. That. That's interesting. Like so, the definition of failure, right? And you said you have to fail several times, and I would admit, I mean, I've failed plenty of times. Uh, but do it's, I think it's how we assess it. Though. I think it's how is it a, is it a failure or is it a, a missed shot to where you get you shoot again? So part of, part of the thing is I've been taught is you know you're going to fail. Just try not to fail to where you completely bankrupt yourself for five years Absolutely. and then you're out of the game, yeah. right? Um, so fail fast, fail quick, make it happen, be after it. So it's, there's a speed complex. To well, there is. You got to. I mean, you, gotta, you still got to be. You, you got to be a risk taker. Sure. But you have to be. It's got to be a. You know, not everything is going to be. You know. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to say. Um, uh, easy to understand. It's got to. You know, when you're when you're when if you do tend to fail. Uh, you just got. I don't know where I was going with that one. Actually, sorry. No, no, I'm with you. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I get what you. Uh, uh, but I think I think it's a matter of how you associate what happens. So, but okay. your 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 loss, right? If mm-hmm. let's say it's just it, you messed something up, you had this going, you had 
time, dollars invested, and it didn't go well. I think people see that as a dam versus than just a stepping stone hurdle. And it should be just a stepping stone. You, okay. you've got to, you, you, you know, you've, you've, like I said, you've got to be tenacious. Uh, you've got to, you, you've got to take the risk. But an educated conservative risk is still, you know, a risk. Sometimes they, they pan out. Sometimes they don't. You know, the ones that don't pan out, you just hope you, you mean, you, you, you try to uh, mitigate the the loss and try to keep sure. it to a certain amount so that you can still continue in business. You can't have loss after loss after loss. It, you've got to learn from that mistake and then not do it again. And you know, figure out what the issue is. Because people that, you know, if you have mistake after mistake, obviously you're gonna be out of business. You know, and some companies do that. They just can't learn from their mistakes. Sure. And sure. Uh, so each, you know, it, it, every mistake or loss you have is a, a good way to learn what the next step, you know, for you is gonna be in the process. And that's the other thing too, you just can never stop learning. I learn stuff every single week. I mean, it's unbelievable uh, how much I think I know, but how much I really don't know uh, when it re regards to business, tax laws, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, just in general, I just, you know, I mean, there's just so much. And having a good staff, or maybe not staff also too, but uh, a good support group, other business owners, leaders, um, that have been through the trials and tribulations that maybe you and I haven't seen yet, uh, whether they be growth factors and so forth, mentors, I mean, they can help you steer you through that, that rough section. For those of you that, you know, starting new businesses and young, a mentor that has a business is going to help you 10 times more than anybody else. You've talked about that before. I mean, if you had to go back and starting at that, you would have you would have found a couple more mentors. And it's yep. and it's so funny how it's like what you feel is like this avalanche you're trying to get through or trying to walk over. They feel is like you're stepping over a pebble. You're like, oh, you just do this, this, this. Oh yeah. yeah. And a lot of the time, you already know what it is, but then you just kind of need somebody that's been there, and done that, with that perspective in order to do it. Absolutely. All right, Jeff. So we've we've learned about we've learned about you and what you've been up to and. Probably the future things you're going to be doing as well. Um, you've given us some tips about uh, you know how to operate in our life and how to operate in business. Now here's the the, the last question that I have for you: the people that are in high school or in college who have dreams, hopes, and aspirations. Um, what is your advice to them? Nope. First of all, um, work at a small local company and learn. Learn how that business is operate, operates. You know, if, the, if there's a good owner, you can become a mentor and he'll teach you a lot of what you might need to know much, much faster than you learn in, you know, in you know, any business classes that you end up taking just because they've done it and they've been through it. Um, that would be number one. And the other, the other thing is just, you know, be tenacious, never quit. You know, if you've got a good idea or... If you, if you want to be a business owner, it may take a few different ideas or different businesses you have to start. I mean, people can start franchises, they can start a lot of different types of companies. But if you're young, um, if you're a high schooler or college, I'd say the, the biggest piece of advice I, I, I could give you is work for a small enough business where you can learn the ins and outs from that owner already of, of how, they, how they start their business and find some good mentors. Uh, whether it be uh, through the Chamber of Commerce or some kind of business guild or something where you can go and learn from other business leaders. Uh, I completely agree that I'm going to piggyback on that is you have to be you have to be open to what is done, right? You have to be very open-minded as you're doing this too. If you're in the younger part of the generation and you're going to work with somebody that's you know, 
45, 50, 55, or even 35, whatever, is older than you are and runs a business. The way they built it and what was required of successful building of relationships then differed than what it is today. So you do understand some ways of communicating that maybe that person doesn't do, but the fundamental root of building the business that the person already has done, you can learn a lot more from them if you're able to open up your mind and be like, you know, we have hell, we have clients that still use fax machine. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they I'm telling you what, like I can critique that and say you should use your phone, but they're they got a couple zeros on the end of their revenue versus mine. So it Hey, that works for them too. So sure. one size is not fit all. You know, go local company. I love that idea. But then be open minded too. Stuff in a classroom, you can't. No, right? no, you have to be. You can't. You can't tell that business owner how to do things. But like you said, they're going to teach you a lot of the fundamentals. Sure. You may have great ideas. You know, sure. for today's technology, because they might be Which a younger be very person. Helpful to them. Yeah, exactly. Where yeah. you might be able to help and say, Hey, why don't you try this? And and if, if you're if they're a good business owner, they'll they'll listen to what you have sure. to say as well sure. because. Um, I think most business owners are open to how can I make my business better? How can I expand it? You know, what can I do to help my customers? And uh, with today's technology, you know, with uh, social media and blogging and so forth, I mean, most business owners over the age of fifty have a difficult time with that uh, because it's uh, it's not a everything was this. Yeah, everything everything was uh, first first person. And uh, I mean, even in my business now that I deal with, almost all my clients on the election side are older. And they still require a, a, a person-to-person contact. Heavy handling. Yeah, we cannot. Uh, yeah, we can't get. We still to this day we can't get away from that. Uh, other other types of things. Um, uh, other types of businesses don't require that now. I mean, sure. you can do a lot more through social media. For any business, it depends on who's writing the check at the other end and who's making the buying decision. You communicate. You do what you do. Whatever they want. I mean, if they want to meet you at. They want to meet you at Wendy's because they like Frosties, and they're they're going to be a good deal for you. Sure, you're going to meet them at Wendy's. Yeah. If they want a fax machine, then I guess we have to figure out if eFax is still in business, right? <laughs> Whatever. Exactly. You know? I mean, it is what it is, so it's up to them. But anyway, Jeff. Oh, again, and I forgot to mention in the early game, we are at uh, we actually are at Elk Brewing, brewery. Sorry, Elk Brewery, and. Uh, this is one of two locations. We're at the 700 Wealthy location. I got that right. I get these streets mixed nope, up. Nope, that's right. Okay. And, All right. And then the other one, I don't know the address, it's, but it's right by the ballpark. It's 400 Dodge. Yep. Uh, Kitty Corner from the uh, ballpark um, with the full restaurant and menu. Perfect establishment for adult sodas. Um, anyway, thanks for taking a few minutes. Hey, you're welcome. Pleasure. Thank you, Isaac. All right. Take care. Thank you very much.